Welcome to 24 Karat Conversations with Phyllis and Rhonda, where two best friends decided to start a podcast on real women, real friendships, and real issues. Our mission Bible verse is Job 23.10. Yet he knows the way I have taken, and when he has tested me, I will emerge as pure gold. We want to encourage, inspire, and offer hope in a world where life can seem to be unrealistic. Be a support for you to cheer you on as a wife, mother, daughter, sister, and friend. Most of all, you get to relax and laugh with us about all things women. Plus, we like all things sparkly. Oh, yeah. (laughs) We have a special treat today. We have our daughters joining us. Yes! Um, So last week, Rhonda and I did an episode on mothers and daughters, and we thought it would be fun to get our daughter's perspective on parenting and and we bribed them and but anyway I, I'm not I'm not paying mine anyway <laughs> well, me neither but so, I bribed them with food yeah. <laughs> food something I don't know so I have my youngest daughter Dominique with me today say hi hello <laughs> and Rhonda I have my daughter Nina with me hello everyone and can I just ask how old you guys are? So, Dom, how old are you? I am 25 years old. Nina? 21. Ooh. <laughs> so, as you can tell, they're um, at an age now where we actually can be friends with our daughters, and that's a sweet spot to be in. But I will say that growing up, I did not want to be best friends with my yes, daughter. absolutely Because not. I think that you absolutely have to be a parent to your children and not try to be their friends. And so that's really something we'll be, we're talking about in the mother-daughter episode. And by the way, we're not saying that they love us all the time, even now at 21 and 25. Exactly. Yeah. It's still a work in progress, but hey, we've got good, good relationships with We're kind girls. of in a sweet spot with them, so we thought we would get their perspective. So girls, I wanted to ask you, was there a time when you didn't like us very much? And what age was that, Dominique? I for sure did not like my parents between the ages of 14 to about 18. Mm -hmm. It was a very hard time for all of us. (laughs) Let me preface it with that. Um, I will concur. Yes. Definitely, like, the biggest part of that was teenage angst of just being like, I know everything. I don't Mm -hmm. need your help. I don't need... um, Parenting, even though when you're that age, you do need parenting. Of you course. just don't know it. And so, yeah, that was very much my my take on things. <laughs> yeah. So um, what was the, the hardest thing? I know dad was hard on you, so tell me about that. Yeah, so my dad's a type A personality. And so for me, it was really hard to – it was a time when, like, you could start seeing all of your grades online. And he <laughs> would, like, come home and be like – why does it say that you didn't do a homework assignment? <laughs> blah, blah, and Why it, like, are you not smart like me? <laughs> and if any, of, if any, like, younger people are listening who yeah. lived during that time, they can be like, you know what? Sometimes the teachers didn't put the grades <laughs> yes, in the system at yes. the right time. So here we go again and then, the and then the dad, my dad would come back and go, that's not true. I'm like, that's true. I, I swear. <laughs> yeah. And so, but yeah, he was really hard on me when it came to like homework and whatnot. And it took him a while to learn like that's just not my strong suit. Yeah. And then I think the reason we always fought was because we're so alike. And exactly. at the time, like when you're younger, you just, you don't know who you are at times. Mm. And then you're also kind of like, 
seeing your mom and you're like, I don't want to be like my mom. And then you <laughs> grow up and you're just like her. So and you, you want to be like me now. Yeah, I want to be. I want to be like my mom. I want to look like her. I want to yes. be like her. So. I don't. I already look like her, so it's fine. <laughs> I got that one coming. Nina, what was the hardest part for you growing up? And what age? I would say like high school. Yeah. Like I think freshman sophomore year. I think it was yeah. the roughest for us. Yeah, um, for sure. My mom and I are super similar, too. Mm-hmm. So we would kind of bicker back and forth. And there she was wasn't a, scared of me, which was so uh, funny. Yeah, like yeah. I got brave yeah. where yeah. I was like, okay, that's fine. Yell at me. I'm fine. Yeah. Um, but finding your own yeah, spirit. Yeah, my dad and I, we weren't that bad. He's a little bit more mellow than I am, but mm-hmm. her and I are both very stubborn. Mm-hmm. It wasn't that I rebelled. I just had, a, like, I felt like I had a voice. Mm-hmm. Um, so it would probably be high school. Where it was a little rough. Yeah. We got through yeah. it, though. We did get through it. I know. There were, there were days of running down the street barefoot crying. Yeah. You know, I'm leaving. I'm, like, leaving. I'm leaving. I'm out of here. But and that was the mom's. <laughs> yeah, that was me. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> With what? Your $2 in your yeah. checking account? Go. <laughs> You'll be back for dinner time. Yeah. So was there something that you guys wished that we could have done differently? Because I think it's important. It's so great you guys are here now and we do have this mm-hmm. nice relationship with our daughters. But this is really for if moms are out there and you have teenage daughters, they might want to listen to this yeah. because they get the younger um, perspective from it. So also to help mm-hmm. the moms. So was there something we could have done differently? Um, Nina, do you know anything mm-hmm. come to mind? Well, I mean, I think my parents both did great things when I was in high school. I had a boyfriend at a really young age. Mm -hmm. Um, So looking back, I wouldn't have dated at 14 years old. Um, I I think if my parents kind of were telling me, you know, dating a boy at 14 really doesn't matter. Yeah, Um, I think you're right. I think kind of guiding me like that. Like right now you're guiding my sister in – and, you know, it, it doesn't matter. Like, yeah. focus right. on your grades. Focus on school. It'll come. Yeah. Um, so, so I think good, that. Nina. Yeah, I think being able to be confident in myself and not yeah. finding my worth in a man Ooh. at such a young Ugh. age. So good. Listen to <laughs> that, moms. Ronna's going to cry. I'm right. already on the second <laughs> yes, question. I know. That is Yeah, awesome. so I think that would be it. What a great perspective. And you know what? I love that you brought that up because mm-hmm. – there are moms out there that, and there's a lot of young kids, and there's nothing wrong with dating, yeah. but there is a time when, is it necessary? I don't think it's a rite of passage that you have to have a boyfriend yeah. Yeah. when you're in high school. And you do need to find yourself because there's mm-hmm. a lot of stuff going on in the world now, way different than mm-hmm. when we yeah, grew absolutely. up. So if there, you know, listen to the the mouths of the younger generation. Yeah. Like if there's something you could do to push back that a little bit and just say like, let's take it slow. Like you. There's no um, rite of passage to have a boyfriend in high school. And you I think don't open have communication mm-hmm. is key because I, I feel like you know you if they are dating, it's really hard to be like you can't date right. because they're going to do it behind your back anyway. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. So I think there's a fine line between like having you a know, conversation. Let's have a conversation yeah. about it. Let's yeah. not make it a full out blown out fight right. every single time. Right. So if I could have done things better, I would have yeah. been calmer. And in my mm. older age, I'm getting calmer. She's so calmer. she sees that with She's her sister. Very yeah, zen. I'm much more zen than I was before. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so I think um, one of the things with me is because, well, I'm I, I was going to say I'm an open book, but I wrote a book. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, literally, literally. literally. <laughs> so um, I've shared a lot of my past um, 
age appropriate. As things came up, I wanted to be honest with my children. I never wanted my kids to hear mm. something about my past from someone else. So as time went on, I would share, they would ask questions and I would share. So Dom, going yeah. to you, was there, do you regret that I shared my past or what did that help you? Um, I don't think I regretted it. I think there's a, there's a balance in the sense where Part of it was hard to hear because I was Mm. also trying to learn who I was. And Mm. so I could hear my mom's story and then I'd be like, but I need a story. I need something to (laughs) Mm. like put in, you know, like in perspective of like, this is my big dramatic story. And so that was always kind of hard sometimes because I didn't know where to put that. And Mm. then, um, but I think it was good because then weirdly, like it kind of scared me into like not yeah. doing the things that my mom mm. did because she would know, like yeah. she would know I would do that. <laughs> so would. like, I just, I like kind of got scared of like, oh, I can't, like, I can't go out and smoke. Like my mom will smell it. Like I was like that kind of thing. Not saying I didn't ever Yeah. There were a couple of things you still passed by me. I was like, wait, she told me later, like, remember that time? And I was like, oh, I missed it. Can I just say, when I came home from college the first year, I came home and I told my mom everything. I was like, this is what I hid from you in high school. And she'd be like, what? So even if you're street smart, you miss a couple of things. So, yeah. Well, that's good. I'm glad. But I do do like that you shared that with me because I think that also helped me not be afraid of the world and right. also like see the world through and it makes your mom human eyes. like mm-hmm. I think yeah. a lot of times yeah. kids see their parents as like well did you never do anything wrong and I remember telling yeah. my husband all the time I still tell him this I go do you remember when you were 15 yeah. do you remember the insecurity mm-hmm. do you remember that like you have to kind of go back to that space and go oh my gosh I did that I mean you know it's yeah. just one of yeah. those things that if you don't remember like you become a parent and all of a sudden you're like I don't know you get your mom jeans on right. <laughs> Well, the reason I asked that question is because I do have this argument with some Christian moms where they don't want to share their past because they're afraid that if their kids know that they've done something wrong, whatever it is, it, it and in my book, it could be not anything that yeah. serious, but to them, it's serious. And they say, oh, if I tell her then she's going to go out and do the same thing. But I think it has the opposite. Yeah, yeah. which yeah. actually did. Yeah. 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 Which actually, um, too, um, I remember my dad. So my dad never really talks about his past yeah. either. And when I was getting a little older, I do remember one time my dad sat me down. I tried to sneak out to go to a party. Um, that's you know a story <laughs> for another podcast. Yes. But um, my dad had came to me and he said, you know, like when I was younger – And this is what your grandfather told me. Like, it was stuff where he started relating it. And I was kind of like, oh, and I respected him because of it. But then he flipped it. And he was like, just tell me when you want to go out. And I'd tell him. And he goes, no. (laughs) (laughs) That's good parenting. You know, it kind of flipped. But I did respect him. And, like, even when I got older, like, knowing he had certain, like, he had gone through certain things as well and certain similarities. Nina, was there anything that... Um, I mean, my mom was very open. She still is. I think I appreciate it. I appreciate it more now, I feel like. Um, but there would be certain times where she's, she would tell me things about guys and, you know, her friendships. And I'd be like, all right, well, it's not the same. Like, it's not the yeah. same. It's different. Um, but, no, now. Only to find out it's the same. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> now we're like, yeah, it is the same. same. Different hairstyles, same thing. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Yeah, so. 
Um, no, I really appreciated her being open and honest with me. Um, I think it connected us more. Mm-hmm. Um, it kind of brought more communication. Like, we never had an issue with communication. Like, yeah. I felt so honest with you, and yeah. you were completely honest with me. So I think that was good. definitely a good thing that happened. So yeah. I want to talk about faith a little bit. Because, yeah. you know, you're the younger generation, and... You know, because, again, Phyllis and I grew up very differently. Mm -hmm. She raised her daughters differently. Mm -hmm. She changed that generational curse that was upon her family, and she raised her daughters in church. And Nina, you know, she grew up under a pew. She had a grandfather that was a pastor. I was born on the altar. You were. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, wow. (laughs) You can see the angels flying around. Exactly. She's got I was baby Jesus one year. She was. That is the truth. That That is the truth. She was baby Jesus one year in our Christmas musical. My oldest daughter was a lamb. (laughs) (laughs) Was she Jesus? No, not even. (laughs) Oh my goodness! So, um, I guess I'm going to ask you, Nina, first. um, How do you feel about growing up in your faith, and Mm -hmm. and how do you feel now that you're, you know, 21? You really have had a chance to grow in your own faith. Yeah, I feel really grateful that. um, I mean. Granted, I was, you know, two years old, going to church every Sunday with mm-hmm. grandma and grandpa. Um, but I think it I think it bettered me, honestly. You know, there would be times where I'm like, oh, like, I don't want to go to youth group. I really don't want to go on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Um, but you would always tell me, you know, like, it's not really a choice. You know, as long as you live under a roof, um, then you can make that decision once you move out. Mm-hmm. And it kind of, like, set a routine in me. And I will say, like, as I got older in, in high school— I did realize how important it was, you know, as things got harder and I was making decisions for college and trying to figure out big life decisions. Mm -hmm. Um, And even now, like the past two years in college, like I wanted to find a church. And, you know, now I have a church that I call home and it's amazing. Like having just community and finding those like-minded people, it's amazing to to just experience and go every Sunday, go on Wednesday, small group. And Not to mention your pastor's a rock star, but... She is amazing. <laughs> Shout out to Bianca Ola. We love you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So was there a time, though, that you kind of resented the routine and going to church? You know, I she didn't put immense pressure on me. Okay. Um, I will say I wasn't involved as much in youth group in high school. I mean, yeah. I, I was involved somewhat, but I wasn't overly involved, and I don't think she wanted to ever push me yeah. to yeah. that limit where I, like, resented the church. Yeah, exactly. Um, so she always gave me the choice. Mm-hmm. Like, it wasn't a choice to go on Sunday, mm-hmm. but it was a choice of how involved do you want to get on youth group? Mm-hmm. Like, do you want to sing on the worship team? That's totally up to you. Mm-hmm. Um, I always had, like, that little bit of freedom, which I didn't, I'd never felt resentful over it. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, I know we had a thing when the kids were in high school, we had a little pushback where they didn't want to go. <laughs> I'm trying, to be, I'm trying to be nice. And I just, because I wasn't raised under a pew, I'm not Jesus. Um, <laughs> you weren't Jesus. <laughs> um, I just had this thing where, you know, growing up with this really skewed idea of religion, I wanted my kids to find their faith, not just because of us. But we had a rule in our house that you had to go to church. But there, in high school, when they started giving us some pushback, we would say, you get a week or two break. Like, you can mm-hmm. um, watch from home or do a Bible study at home if you don't want to go to actual church. But you get, like, two weeks, and then right. you're done. Then you're Because I just don't believe in that whole process where some parents are like really screaming at their kids making because then Mm -hmm. it's like 
Are you going because your parents are making you going, right. or are you actually finding your faith in God? Because you have to want, I think, your faith. To- well, there's also association, too, of if your parent is yelling at you every week that yeah. you have to go, mm-hmm. you're associating it with a task or a job. Right, right. Or, you know, and that's what I started to feel like yeah. is because, you know, it was going it was you know being raised in the church mm-hmm. and then it was going to a christian middle school high school mm-hmm. where that's i think where it kind of set me over the edge mm-hmm. of just overabundance so that mm-hmm. in my mind there was just so much getting thrown at me at all mm-hmm. times from mm-hmm. every different corner that like i didn't want to go on a sunday like yeah. i wanted a break like i'm going to go to a bible study tomorrow when i go to school because right. i have bible bible right. class and i think that's where it would get tricky is because for maybe you, you you know, you didn't have a Christian school, mm-hmm. you yeah. and you guys were in the Catholic church, so right. it was different. And then, you know, it's just you associated it with difference too. You associated it more with like you Being, know Well, it was more of I felt like um that that was showing my kids that we were being faithful in yeah. our walk. And so I wanted to it's we kind of put our own pride, I think, yeah. in our religions with our children. And so that was teaching me a lot when there was pushback from the yeah. girls. Mm-hmm. I thought, well, I don't want to be that parent that is just pushing them so that everyone in the church can see mm-hmm. my girls go to church every yeah. week. But why are they going to church? Mm-hmm. It's more important for me that my girls find a faith a relationship with Christ. A relationship yeah. with God, yeah. So I and feel I don't like want to say was... like I didn't have a relationship right. with him, but I definitely it wasn't strong, and it was mm-hmm. a lot more based off of like you, you and Dad's relationship with God mm-hmm. rather than my own, yeah. because mm-hmm. it was like, well, my parents believe in this, I'll go, right. and then it was like, well, I'm going to school because my parents believe in this school, right. and then mm-hmm. you know when it got time for me to pick a college, it was like, do I go to a Christian college or do mm-hmm. I go to a secular college? Yeah. And that's and you, where it kind of You got. were done by then. <laughs> and I was so yeah. fed up by that point. And I wanted to... My biggest thing is I wanted to get out of the state because I didn't want to be in the state anymore. But I just, you know, I remember thinking like, well, if I go to a Christian college, like maybe my... And I thought maybe my life would be different. And I kept mm-hmm. thinking that. And then I was kind of like, no, because I'm going to be in the same routine. And that was my thought. So that I'd be in the same routine of mm-hmm. going to school, going to a Bible study, going to a chapel, going to a church. Right. Like, and I just, it like started overwhelming me with just thinking about it. Yeah. So then I decided to go to a more secular right. college and just um, kind of live my life through that. And it's mm-hmm. funny because Nina went to private Christian yeah. school, right. yeah. elementary, and then high school. High, high school was junior high. So. Yeah, and then. Well, high school was, high school was um, public. public. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. But and even, now you're at a Christian Yeah, university. even now, like I will say, like the routine of going to chapel, you know, yeah. you got to get your 30 chapels in. Yeah. You know, it overwhelms it's me a lot. where I'm like, I wish I had a choice to go to chapel because exactly. there's so many times I go to chapel and I'm like, I'm, I don't even want to go. Like care. I'm yeah. on my phone or I'm doing homework. Yeah. And yeah. that's why like I value those Sundays because it's actually something I enjoy yeah. um, mm-hmm. and I wish that there were schools that kind of gave you more freedom you know right. you're supposed to be an adult in college mm-hmm. and you still have to meet this criteria of if you don't mm-hmm. hit 30 we're gonna fine you yeah. and it's more like okay well this is it's a like duty a and a routine yeah, yeah. it's and not your holiness yeah. with yeah with exactly God. you don't have yeah. a choice so yeah. yeah I will say I did feel a little bit of um, just in college yeah. especially a little bit of like pressure pressure to yeah. have to go to chapel all the time it's interesting how you both of you have gone opposite paths so like you were in public school in high school she was in christian private school Mm -hmm. then it switched yeah Yeah. um the one thing i will say that 
was that I want to just give a um, confirmation to parents who get a little anxious about any of this kind of thing of like, oh, what if they don't mm-hmm. follow God? I, I told my girls when they graduated from high school, I said, you grew up in a Christian home and that is what you've always believed because we've believed it. But I want you to go find yeah, your no. own faith mm-hmm. with God um, at, at at your own time and your own pace. And both the girls kind of walked away a little bit the first couple of years of college. And I know parents get so scared about that, but I just tell them like, listen, you raised them in that faith until 18. You have to trust that God still has his hand on them. Mm-hmm. And both girls came back around. And I feel like your faith is stronger now because it, it did become your relationship with yeah. God. Yeah, yeah, I think I think both of you. I mean, I've seen you grow so much, Dom. You know, yeah. and I mean, even Nina, as far as like her own devotional life and her, you know, she'll send me devotionals, and that just mm-hmm. that makes my heart happy mm-hmm. because she has found her path, her yes. faith, and I think that's really important. Mm-hmm. That's good. Is there a favorite memory you have as a child? Any kind of traditions that you guys um, think are really cool from growing up? Um, well, no. <laughs> So I'm going to start off because I know the first thing. I was like, I have like so many thoughts right now. And I'm like, so much. (laughs) Well, the one thing I always do with my girls that no matter what, if they were sick, if they were sad and crying, like just on a regular night, we always have hot tea. And you drink hot tea to this day. I'm drinking hot tea right now. Yeah, (laughs) it's her comfort. She would come home crying and I'm like, do you want me to make you some tea? And she's like... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's our well, little just, thing. Yeah, it yeah. was like a comfort thing. We'd always have um, uh, like sweet dreams, hot tea, yeah. and then it would be um, cinnamon toast. You cinnamon would always make cinnamon, cinnamon toast. toast. <laughs> so anytime we were sick, that's mm-hmm. like what I'd get. Mm-hmm. I do vividly remember like one time I purposely said I was sick and I like stayed home so from school <laughs> because oh I wanted God. to have that. <laughs> Like, That's I remember amazing. being, like, I want to, like, skip school so I could, like, have cinnamon toast so and, like, my mom would like, make me tea. Comfort you and give you hugs and kisses. Yeah. Well, That's Nina, awesome. I, Nina, I make what? breakfast for She you. still makes breakfast for me. Um, <laughs> I know. Your mom's amazing. She's amazing. Yeah. She always packed my lunches. I want to come over for I her mean, breakfast. She's going to. There's no hard for her to go her back. <laughs> yeah. Breakfast I'm sandwiches. Um... Even and then when I would like have heartbreak or cry or anything in high school, we always would like sit down with popcorn and watch a girly movie. Totally, uh, yeah. Uh, oh, that's good. Yeah, always family dinners. Yeah, yeah. 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 Always have to sit down together. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean, I there's so many. I feel like you and I have just because yeah. we're so similar and we like the same things. Yeah. You Do know? you see yourselves continuing those traditions? When oh, you totally. Have, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. For she, sure. She took me um, in a lot in high school when I'd feel overwhelmed to uh, that beach in Monterey, oh, the cliffs, yeah. oh. where you could just go hike. Yeah. And she'd be like, "We just need to get out. Let's go walk. Yeah. Let's get some air." And I mean, I I love that. That was like such a good tradition just between you and I. The tradition just, I'm hoping you carry on the most though is. Our popcorn and our popcorn and frozen, frozen gummy, gummy bears. bears. <laughs> <laughs> I so much about I'm like, yeah. I need to try the frozen oh, gummy so bears. Good. That's you have to get the right gummy my, bears though. Yeah, well, I'm just right gonna one. you're gonna make it for me. You're gonna <laughs> you're create this tradition right. with me now. Let's do it. That's funny. Um, okay, and then what? Um, what could other moms do? to create a good relationship with you with their daughters what do you think that parents can do moms can do that will 
help relationships if they're struggling right now? What do you think is the most important thing? I think the biggest thing is like showing up and being there for them Mm -hmm. because that was one big thing that like my mom and my dad did it, but my mom specifically, like she's the one that would, you know, even if I hated her that day, it's like she, I know I could go downstairs and talk to her Mm because she would be there. Um, And just being like knowing that she's present in that. So knowing that, she's downstairs or like I can call her and like say hey like what's going on like in college a lot that's what would happen is I would call her almost every, every day, day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Our, and I, yeah. I the first few months of college I did not call my parents I didn't mm. I didn't want to talk to them because I was like nope I'm independent I'm on my own like mm. I got this and then it was slowly started to be like well I need my mom's help for this so like oh I need to call her so I started calling her and it started to become an everyday thing. Mm-hmm. And knowing that she was always there, knowing that like I could always call her, like was always a really good comfort thing. Mm. And I think too, when I was really struggling my faith, it was a lot of just it wasn't an overwhelming amount of like, let me pray for you, or like you need to go mm-hmm, read the Bible. Like right. it was just yeah. you know what, Dom, like just have faith. Like it God can take care of it, God can take your problems, like it's fine. Or it would just be like you know, like, let me, like, let, I'll pray for you. I'll put that on my prayer list. Like, it was very mm-hmm. subtle where it wasn't, like, overwhelming. And I think that's what also helped me. She's going to cry right now. <laughs> <laughs> I think we that's were what gonna helped get through me. This, I need Kleenex. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's what helped me, though, that mm. it just made me realize, like, there isn't an overwhelming, like, craziness when it comes to religion. It can be whatever mm. you want it to look like. And it could be the calmest thing, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think I would always associated with a little bit more of like intense and mm-hmm. tradition or um not tradition but like uh, legalism yeah and just very like rules strict yeah. this that yeah. and it was very calm when my mom kind of brought it to me and so I think that was always good oh, thank yeah. you baby. don't cry mom I know <laughs> so cute. I love her I would say the same about this yeah. um just being having open communication um mm-hmm. my mom always was there you know, if if I needed to call her, I mean, even still, I'd literally call you every yes, single day least. in college, probably yes. five times probably. a day. <laughs> yeah, over probably. the smallest. I'll be or like, text. hi, yeah, what are you doing? Text. I would text my mom <laughs> yeah, constantly. Yeah, constantly. Yeah, like just being open communication, knowing knowing you're there. Um, I don't know. I think it depends on the child. Just because I, I was, I was always such a like a verbal processor where I would just vomit everything on mm-hmm. you. Right. Um, and I know like my sister's a yeah, little bit different, different. Yeah. but you're always there for us. Like yeah. you have no problem saying, "Hey, if you want to talk to me, I'm here." Mm-hmm. Um, you know, giving us little insight, doing prayer journals, yeah. all of that. Never was forced down my throat of you know, the Bible and, you know, Jesus has everything taken care of, like overwhelming. And it was more so like, let me pray with you over the phone and here's some other words of encouragement. Mm -hmm. So I think just being open and being um, okay with like the child's ready to talk when they want to talk. Yeah. And Um, telling them like, you know, if you want to talk, I'm here for you because I think it's not physically being up there for them. It's like Mm -hmm. physically, emotionally and like, like spiritually, spiritually yeah. yeah, and just knowing that like yeah. your parent is there Being and available. they'll talk with mm-hmm. you if you need to talk, yeah, and whether it be a phone call or in person, yeah, so I think that's a that's a big thing. I think moms sometimes feel like, oh, well, I'm not there, and it's like you don't have to be there yeah, physically. Yeah. yeah, you can call them like well, as long as they like. And I think especially as you grow up and you become adults, you know, if you they're not the here, and we yeah. we had we're actually uh, we're gonna be posting or we did post actually because um 
the in-law episode and, and I crack <laughs> up because it's like they're grown. Yeah. yeah. They're yeah. grown children. Yeah. And so you're they're your kids, but they're yeah. also adults. Yeah. And so, you know, you again, roots and wings. Thank you, Lorraine mm-hmm. Martinez, for yeah. that beautiful mm-hmm. whenever she whenever oh, I hear it, I hear shout out to shout Lorraine. Lorraine. <laughs> Lorraine. <laughs> Lorraine. Lorraine. It's we're gonna, gonna be to, the Lorraine show. We're gonna yeah. have to have Lorraine on here. But no, I mean I think you you do have to give them the space to grow and then you know, when they're kids, yes, you're going to be there, you know, both physically and emotionally right. and spiritually. But as they get bigger, your you job just is need, to yes. get them to a place where they can function on their yes. own and mm-hmm. make yeah. mistakes on their own and yes. think on their own and be successful on their own. Mm-hmm. It's not a reflection of you either way. Right. Yeah. It's just you do you do the best you can and you send them out there and you pray that they are good functioning yeah. adults and you're there if they need a helping hand. You're their confident at this age. You're not their parent. You're not like mommying them. You're you're someone who they can say, hey, I, I need to bounce this idea off of you. And yeah. that's a great place yeah. to be. So we just want to say we're so, oh, proud, we're so proud of, of you, guys. you guys. And <laughs> we are proud of the women that you have become and we want to thank you for sharing your hearts yeah, today. Thanks for joining thanks us. Thanks for today. having us. Maybe we'll yeah, have them on again. Us. This is kind I, of know, fun. I know. I, know. I just want to hey. talk more, you guys. <laughs> we could do an hour. We could do an hour. Yeah. Yeah. But then you it's get pretty bored. fun, huh? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, folks, thank you so much for joining us today. Um, we want you to have a 24 karat day. And remember our Bible verse. Job 2310, for when he has tested me, I will come forth as gold. And we want you to subscribe and share and please share, comment and like, (laughs) and, you know, help our tribe grow. So you guys have a wonderful day and thank you so much for joining us. Bye. Bye.